0: When I
1: go for my guns, you start shooting. But I promise you, you will not make it.
0: And we're on the air in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And when peace comes, remember, it will be for us, the children of today, to make the world of tomorrow a better and happier place. We are beginning to be able, cautiously and with our eyes open, to encourage some interchange of ideas.
1: We have to start. All right, so uh, about... here we are. It's a another episode of Here You Are, And uh, and I'm talking to Chad from the Marathon County Public Library. Chad, just tell the people what you do at the library, or what your title well, is. My
0: official title is library specialist. I can't call myself a librarian because I don't have a library degree, but I am a library specialist and half of my time is spent working uh, in reference, and half the time is spent in adult programming. So I plan adult programs for the Wausau location, and I'm also kind of the unofficial event coordinator for the entire Marathon County Public Library system in that I help others kind of plan their programs. Uh, Myself and my coworker Dan do the web promos and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, kind of unofficially event coordinator for the library.
1: Cool. So. As, as somebody who worships and worked with librarians in the past, I you know my natural follow up would have been, "Are you a librarian?" And sort <laughs> of because that people don't know that's like that's like saying I'm a doctor.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know,
1: there
0: is, um, there is an official course you have to go through you know um library and information services yeah it's um you do there is a degree program for it definitely um but i have not done that um i i came to the library my background is actually in journalism um and so i kind of a roundabout way ended up at the marathon county public library um almost eight years ago seven years ago um that i started so
1: Yes. Yeah, it's it's funny because not to completely get off track here, but I've I worked for a librarian's professional association out west, sort of when the the phrase that they used all the time was library two point Okay. And it was you know, it was sort of fascinating because it was around it was when the world was becoming digital and Amazon was born and things like that. So there was much change to be had in the, in the world of libraries. And, uh, and so it it was a bit of panic too. Right. Yeah. And it was one of those things where, you know, like I I sort of came to it because I worked at a small press and I was politically inclined and all of a sudden a librarian who I was talking to on the phone sort of was talking to me about it. And I'm like, well, I could help you. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, all right here we go this is this is gonna be a section of my life and yeah no, it was I, it was fascinating or and I have an aunt who's a librarian okay. and I went to UW Milwaukee which has a library science department yes so one of the two in the state yeah. yeah and it so like the it it's funny because like I've been to Madison and I've been to Marquette and stuff like that, and they all have these sort of unique specialized, libraries like Marquette has the science library and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but UWM had gold in my ear and everything was contained within what amounts to a really giant building I mean it was it was as big as the 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 library is as big as probably the Wassa Center Mall without the anchor stores
0: oh wow yeah I've actually never seen it so I need to make a road trip
1: yeah it's (laughs) It's actually sort of the gateway or a gateway on campus. Like, it's built like an arch, and so there's a big hole in the middle, and then there's three three stories on top, and then there's three stories to get to the three stories. So I think altogether it's six stories, like an inverted U or something. And it's just, yeah, oh. so many so many good memories and yeah, so many falling asleep memories and and all that sort of stuff. And you know, yeah, it was. It was great, so it, I just wish. Oftentimes, like you know, like you, former journalist friends, and I get together, and we all sort of universally come to this: I should have been a fucking librarian, Jesus! <laughs> because if if you're aware in the world, the lo- the local library and even the the, the sort of giant libraries mm-hmm. are are, it's fair to say that those are the tips. Of cultural spears for Americans, like where is broadband? Where you know why sure. is broadband significant to libraries, and what what isn't? What is the public archive, and all of that sort of stuff? Right, it's, it's mind boggling. So
0: it really is, and I'm you know I I love working there, and I give all the credit in the world to our director Ralph Illick. Um, when I left my last newspaper kind of bouncing around and looking for something to do and I had gotten to know Ralph from working on some stories and um I originally planned on applying for just a page job just as just to shelve books just for something to do right. and I mentioned it to him that I was looking for something and he said wow well, why don't you come in and talk about it and he thought that my background in journalism would help in reference because mainly because of the research angle right. to it and um he was right i mean we we working in reference we get all sorts of questions at all times during the day and you need to sometimes you really have to dig to find an answer for people or know where to go so people can find the answers themselves and so um yeah it's it's really fun i really enjoy it and when i started too there wasn't a whole lot being done on the adult programming side libraries you know, kids programming is the bread and butter for a lot of libraries, but um, we've been able to kind of step things up on the adult programming side, too. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy working there. It's definitely the old cliche. It's something new every day. We, we never know what kind of questions will be asked or, you know, what will happen. So it kind of keeps us on our toes a bit.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, and the other thing I imagine you experience is sort of uh, – just being around librarians, it can be a little humbling. hmm
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there are still, even after seven years now, there are aspects of library operations like collection development that I don't understand. Um, and they do because they've gone to school for it. And um, yeah, so it's, um, it. you know, people just think, you work in a library, you get to sit there and read books right. all day. Yeah. There's so, so, so much more to it than that. Um, especially, I'm, I'm really impressed with our collection development specialists because it's not just throwing a dart or just picking the newest James Patterson or whatever. It's a constant process. It's something that they work at every day, um, not only to try and make sure that we have the more well-known stuff that people are looking for, but to try and um, put yourself in the mind of the patron who might be looking for some obscure text that's either new or if it's something old, is it something that, yeah, maybe it hasn't been checked out in a few years, but is it important enough that we need to keep it there because someday somebody is going to ask for that and we need to have it when they do, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, you know well, it's it's funny. I just picked up my phone because I thought I would look, Um, and I checked on the podcast that I subscribe to, and I you know I'm a podcast guy, so I probably mm-hmm. subscribed to way too. Ma- well, actually, I know it's way too many. But <laughs> I subscribe to eight library based podcasts. Oh, wow! And I'm You're like, okay, to- that's like that's a weird sort of level of nerdery, but you know, it's it really is. Uh, a fascinating sort of thing to, to, to look at the, the collection as a, a cultural document, if you will. I mean, and then you, then you expand out and go, the libraries collect our history. Like I, I made a big deal. Um, a couple of years ago, I worked on a political project in mm-hmm. D, in DC for two weeks. And I was there to work in support of presidential librarians and they're like the navy seals of librarians. <laughs> it like the way that they worked and the significance of the things that they were doing was completely lost on me when I accepted the position or accepted the contract and then by the time it was over I was like I do not belong here. Holy Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are far too intellectually rigid for me. Oh my God. But yeah, it was it was amazing to sort of see just the the intellectual horsepower that librarians yep. can exert.
0: Absolutely. I mean that's library and information, you know, library science. And right. it's it is a science. Yeah. There. yeah. It's um not of course in the you know biological sense or whatever but there is yeah there's so much to it much more than i think the average person realizes right when they just go to the library and oh it's just books and right. and all of that but yeah there there's a lot to it
1: yeah yeah i remember like when i was an undergrad i made a big deal out of going to new york to see because i was a i really dug poetry and so i mm-hmm. made a point to go see the Jack Kerouac scroll, you know, for on the road. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, sure. Oh, look at that. And then I, you know, looking back on it, my my ex from that time is like, "You did a bunch of those things where you spent way too much time in libraries." And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess, you know." But mm-hmm. but yeah. So anyway, let's get back to the festival. So yeah. it's, it's called the Central Wisconsin Book Festival. Correct. And yep. when is it?
0: This year, it will be, um, so the first event will be September 23rd, that's a Monday, and we are um, collaborating or helping sponsor the Veninga Lecture for the Wisconsin Institute for Public Policy and Service. Um, They have a couple of guys coming in um, who have written a book called The Gift of Our Wounds. So it's a gentleman named Pardeep Singh, um, and uh, Arno Michaelis, Michaelis I apologize I should know his, How to pronounce his last name But um, uh, Par, uh, Pardeep is, His father it was Killed in the Sikh temple Shooting in Milwaukee um, Not too long ago A few years ago And Arno is a Former and reformed White supremacist uh, And so um, just to get on another tangent here about, about the Veninga Lecture, but um, after the Sikh temple shooting in Milwaukee, um, Pardeep reached out to Arno to try and understand the the thinking behind someone who would do something like that. And they became friends, and they've written a book together called The Gift of Our Wounds. They also started a, a nonprofit together. Um, so they'll be coming in for the Veninga Lecture, uh, and that's September 23rd. So we'll, we're involved in that as kind of a minor co-sponsor. Um, but then the rest of the festival will run Thursday, September 26th through Sunday the 29th. Um, and yeah, it's, um, there'll be uh, an event Thursday night, uh, a few events Friday A bunch of stuff happening on saturday and then a few events on sunday to wrap it up sunday the 29th so and it's going to be all over the wasa area we have some events at the library of course we're doing a few events at the marathon county historical society Um, and we're also stepping out uh, a few events at the center for the visual arts Uh, We'll be doing an event uh, poetry reading at Jalapeno's restaurant in Wausau, Um, and yeah, a couple other places and a couple of events uh, on the campus of UWSP at Wausau as well. So, uh, long answer to a short question, September 29th, or 23rd, excuse me, and then bulk of the events, the 26th through the 29th.
1: Okay, all right. So wait so you said the an event on the 29th and then the bulk of the events start on the 26th
0: excuse me I yeah I meant an event on the 23rd so okay September. good all right
1: cool because I'm like that yeah. math just didn't make sense at all but uh, okay yep. so the first the event at I don't care what anybody says at uwMC is sure. uh, the 23rd and then the 26th through the 29th
0: Yes, yeah. And we're, they're actually, with that Veninga lecture, it, um, they're kind of still hoping to find a, a bigger venue than the Veninga Theater. Um, so it may be on campus. It may be somewhere else. They hope to get that locked down pretty soon. But, yeah, oh, 23rd and then 26th through the 29th.
1: You need a bigger room than that?
0: They think, possibly. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it is a big theater, but they are hoping for a really big turnout for that Vinning wow. lectures.
1: Holy cow. Yeah. Cause that's a, that's a large room by any measure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, in my former job, we put on an event there. Um, and I was like, I, it was the, probably the second year after whips or the OB center was built. And yeah, I was totally impressed by that room. That's just a great room.
0: Oh, it's a beautiful theater. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I imagine there's a committee that helped put this event on.
0: There is. Yeah. So this is the third year that we've done this festival. And the first two years, it was myself and um, Jill Stukenberg, who teaches over at UWMC. Right. Julie Bunchak, who's involved in WIPs and a couple of other people. Um, so pretty small committee, mainly, um, Jill, Julie, and I, um, for the first couple of years. And then we decided, um, well, this is starting to get a little bigger. We need to bring in some more people. So we do have a committee and, uh, active group of about 10 or 12 of us, um, who we started meeting. We had an initial meeting in December, but we've been meeting, at least once a month since January to um, try and hash all this out, come up with authors and um, logistic, all sorts of logistics. So we do have a committee.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just because it's important, can we give a shout out to the members or will you just simply forget someone and insult the shit out of them?
0: (laughs) Oh, let's see. So there's Karen Powers who works with uh, Marathon County, Wausau Marathon County Parks and Rec. Uh, There's, Jane Yankee Johnson, co owner of Yankee Bookstore. Um, Kathy Surley, who's involved with the Wisconsin Fellowship of Poets. Uh, Elizabeth Lutz, who works at our Marathon City branch. Danielle Hale and Jill Stukenberg, who are both over at UWMC. Um, Julie Bunchak, Matt Cpress and Koki uh, Larson, who both teach over at DC Everest. And, um, yeah, there is, I'm sure, some others that I'm (laughs) getting and I'm going to be an an ass and (laughs) not remember their names. But, um, yeah, so it's – yeah, we have a a really good core group coming from a lot of different backgrounds who have been able to um, provide good input on this, not only for the authors that we're bringing in, but – um, now that we have the lineup finalized, you know, best ways to promote it and that sort of thing.
1: So, yeah. So what in, in this case, tell people what a book festival is.
0: Well, for us, and it, I guess it might mean different things to other festivals, but for us, it's basically just a way to bring a bunch of authors to Wausau and have them read from their books Um, or poems, or their nonfiction books, you know, novels, nonfiction, whatever, bring a bunch of authors to town and do a bunch of events with them. So people have the chance to see authors that they know and authors whose work they've read and and hopefully enjoyed, but also, um, you know, bring in authors that people may not be familiar with. Um, and it's not just readings. Uh, the first two years we had a, uh, a storytelling event, we brought in Charles Monroe Kane, who's involved in To the Best of Our Knowledge. Um, he was kind of the MC of the whole thing. Um, we have you know, panel discussions, workshops. Um, so it's not just a chance for people to sit back and listen to authors read their work and ask questions of those authors. But we've been trying to make it a little more interactive as well with workshops um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, for us, it's just um, celebrating the written word in all its many forms, poetry, fiction, nonfiction, um, graphic arts, graphic novels. um, Yeah, storytelling. So uh, that's we don't really have uh, a mission statement that sums it all up but we just want to bring in yeah bring in a bunch of authors and and let people listen to them and talk to them uh, about their work and hopefully um, you know whether it's just getting a signed copy of a book from an author that you love or getting inspired to write your own thing um, or learning how others do their thing you know last year we had Podcasts uh, or works, workshops on podcasting and setting up your own blog and creating a graphic novel, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, just a chance for a bunch of people who love to read and write, uh, giving everybody a chance to get together and talk about it.
1: That's that's really cool. So, you know, when you think about the the festival as a whole, are there any themes that run through it? Uh,
0: we thought about that this year as in our initial meetings, you know, do we want to try and come up with a theme and then find authors, writers who fit within that, or would that be too limiting? And we kind of went with the latter. So there isn't really any overarching overarching theme that connects all of the authors because what we've tried to do since the beginning um, is mix it up and and offer variety and offer you know something hopefully for just about everyone. So um, first two years we did not have a theme and that's kind of continued into this year um, because we you know kind of thought and part of it too depends on which authors you can bring in who's available who you can afford that sort of thing. So. Um, we didn't want to limit ourselves, um, because, you know, if you do a theme, if you try and go with a theme that's, that sort of is all encompassing, if there are people who aren't interested in that, then they won't attend. So we kind of thought, um, for, for our festival, um, a theme, you know, might be, might limit us in, in what we're able to do and what we're able to offer people. So it's kind of. Yeah, oh, all over the place.
1: So even if uh, so it's even if there's not an official theme, are there mm-hmm. any threads that kind of go through the festival like you know hmm. just kind of unofficial <laughs> things where you're like, "Oh, look at we all this all just happened organically," you know?
0: Um yeah, I mean poetry is one. Um, well, for one, we have the current Wisconsin Poet Laureate Margaret Rosga coming in. To um, read her own work, but also to do a poetry workshop um, on a theme of kind of activism. Um, her her writing, her poetry deals a lot in activism, and that's what her poetry workshop is going to be about, too, basically kind of writing activist poetry. And that sort of fits in with the Veninga lecture and um, activism in terms of trying to understand different points of view and trying to bring people together um, to talk about what are sometimes difficult issues or to be able to write about difficult issues in a truthful way. Um, so there's that. I mean, there's, there is kind of an, an activist act, uh, a, a, a small stream of an undercurrent maybe of activism Um, And that uh, kind of goes along with one of our headliners, too, uh, a gentleman named Hanif Abdurraqib, who uh, has talked, uh, I I wouldn't call him an activist poet or essayist, you know, he writes poems and essays and does cultural criticism. Um, I wouldn't say it's activist necessarily, but he deals a lot in social issues. Um, same with a gentleman who will be here uh, and reading before Hanif and is also participating in a panel discussion, um, Charles Hughes who is from this area and went to UWMC. He's now um, down at Rhodes College in Memphis. He was here a few years ago doing a few as a, a visiting lecturer um, but he talks a lot about race and popular culture and how the two intertwined. so, um, I guess when you look at those authors, those writers, there's some activism, there's bringing attention to social issues, um, that sort of thing. So yeah, I guess you could call it that. But it was sort of that wasn't intentional, really, to bring all of that together. It just sort of happened because they largely because they're willing and able to, to come here and and talk about these
1: things. So sure. And Charles has been on the podcast a few times now.
0: Oh, okay. Great.
1: Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so if people wanted to get more information about the, the event, where would they go?
0: The website is, it goes through our library website. Um, and it's a special page on there. So, M as in Mary, M-C-P-L, like Marathon County Public Library, mcpl.us slash C-W-B-F for Central Wisconsin Book Festival. We have um, the events and locations and and all of that stuff up there. Um, We'll be getting Facebook events out as well and press releases and ads and, and all of that good stuff, so but the main website is mcpl.us slash CWBF.
1: Cool. All yeah. right, well, is is there anything else that we didn't really touch on?
0: Um, let's see. Well, a couple of the events that I'm personally really excited about um, is Hanif Abdurraqib. Um He has a new book of poems coming out in early September. Um, but he just uh, came out with a book that I really enjoyed, um, called Go Ahead in the Rain. It's Notes to a Tribe Called Quest, so it's all about the breakup.
1: Holy fuck, uh, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's it's a really, really good book, and he comes to it as a fan, um, and kind of, it deals with um, some of the things that were going on while Tribe Called Quest was together, um, but it also deals with their breakup and how it affected Hanif personally, complete with Um, letters to all the members Um, so uh, he's he'll be reading mainly from his new book of poetry called a fortune for your disaster Um, but maybe we might be able to get him to talk about that book a little bit. He also has a a really interesting collection of essays called They Can't Kill Us Until They Kill Us. So um, he's based out of Columbus, and we're really excited to have him in. We're also going to be bringing in uh, Marathon County's own Craig Thompson, uh, the graphic novelist who's behind Blankets and Habibi and has a new series, Ginseng Roots, coming out. Um, So he's going to be talking with, Rob Menser, who I know you know and has been on your podcast as well. The two of them will kind of have a conversation about Craig's work, a bit of a, even though he's uh, not old or anywhere close to hanging it up, sort of a retrospective of of his work and writing so far. So those are kind of our big um, headliners. Charles Hughes is going to be reading before Hanif. Um, So they're, yeah, I'm really excited about those. We also have a, a Young Writers Conference where we're trying to get high school and college students involved and doing some workshops with them um so but craig's event and hanif's event are two that i'm personally looking really for you know really looking forward to it should be a lot of fun and um thankful for all of our grant funding you know we got grants through the community foundation of north central wisconsin and the library foundation and uh some others around the central wisconsin area and because we're able to get that funding all of these events will be free um there's no no charge for any of this stuff so it's best kind of events uh and it has been that way since the beginning we've tried to we can only do we've only done what we've been able to afford through the funding that we've so generously been given so um yeah it's all free
1: wow that's great jesus does yeah holy cow the tribe call quest thing that seems amazing yeah,
0: it's, it's a fun book to read. Um, and he's got his own website. It's just Um And yeah, he's he's a really good writer. And he, he talks about a lot of different stuff from social issues to, you know, how much he loves Carly Rae Jepsen and, you know, everything right. in between. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a fun writer. That one's going to be Friday night, the 27th.
1: Right. I, um, I get a kick out of it. So this is the thought that I had. So I have a friend who uh is a member of one of the the Native American tribes that has the large casino over by Green Bay and I don't have any idea which one it is. Mm-hmm. And he he's the the entertainment manager for bringing in musicians and talent and events like okay. you. And out of just literally out of thin air he created the Wisconsin Rockabilly Festival. Oh. And I and I was like, "Okay, And, you know, and I looked at him and I'm like, Phil, is there is is there anybody going to come to this? And he's like, I'm going to go. And I'm like, "Okay, so (laughs) you 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 really. And it's you know, I've done the same thing. I've worked at music venues as a booker and uh, ultimately done things where you just go, okay, I think this is awesome. And I don't really care if anybody else does. And sometimes I just look at the adult events and go. I think this is just Chad doing shit. Chad thinks is awesome. Uh, you know, because yeah, like the, um, I think you guys had a had. Well, obviously you had Spot from Black Flag yeah. come. Yeah. And that was, I like I said at the time. I'm like, I really only think I'm the the one who knows who that is. Like me and Mike Capista <laughs> were the only ones who like we and it's the self importance of that is is ridiculous. But you know, at some point. Yeah the guy whose claim to fame is he was, he's the producer of black flag and now he lives in the woods near Sheboygan or whatever it was, Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, so what the heck is that? Yeah. And then you had a a hip hop panel that Rob, that Rob did. And I, and I just kept thinking, is there, what's the audience for this? Because these are two musical genres that I'm like, I don't remember anybody being at shows when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like Black Flag, yeah. by the way, is coming out to the is going to play at the Q and Z Expo Center. That's right, the one in Ringo. Yeah, right. I saw that. And so yeah, I I saw that, and I'm like, and I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I don't really know if, if there's anything, if people are very excited. But I'm like, you know, my friend's the lead singer, and I'm like, is anybody going to go to this? You know, I because. Hope so. Right. Like, I was 11 when I went to my – I think I went to my last Black Flag show 40 years ago or something like that, or nearly 40 years ago. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I'm just terrified that no one's going to come and I'm going to have to bring the band back to my house to sleep over, you know, which would be fine, I suppose.
0: (laughs) That happens all the time with me. I'm always terrified that – nobody will come but i also um try to keep some perspective on it that it's not always about the numbers I right. mean, of course on as many people as possible but you also want people who are really into it and right. get something out of it um so that was yeah you're right though i mean some of the stuff that we do through the library is um things that i think might be interesting and, right. and we give it a shot. We have a lot of freedom to try different things. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it bombs. Um, I mean, Hanif, uh, Hanif was actually suggested by Matt Cepras, another member sure. on, on our committee. Um, and so, yeah, but I mean, I, I knew Hanif's work and we it was a matter of, well, let's see if he's interested and how much we can, how much it might cost to get him here, that sort of thing. But, yeah. You're right. When it comes to programming um, within the library, some stuff is kind of a no-brainer, but other stuff um, we want to challenge a little bit and offer things that um, other venues in town might not. You know, so we try and try and offer something unique through the library and uh, and the, and through this book festival as well. I mean, some of these guests that we have coming in. You do see their names uh, on the on the book festival circuit around uh, around Wisconsin, but some of the others, like Kanif are unique to us. And Craig Thompson, um, as far as we know, is not really doing any other events in Wisconsin. So um, it's a chance to to bring them in and and not only give people around our area a chance to see these people, but, you know, maybe even draw some people from um, outside of the area into Wausau as well. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see. how it's,
1: it's great. Like, you know, the programming for the library is really just amazing. Like, like we talked about, it really is a piece of our cultural identity, you know, and people think of yeah. it, like you said, people think of it passively as, you know, I go there and I get the the next whatever, David Baldacci book or whatever the hell it is. And, uh, but there's just so much more. I mean, even on, on, on almost every level, like I made a, I, every year I make a resolution based on pounds of how, how many pounds of books I'm going to donate to the library. (laughs) And I always put it up on Twitter and stuff like that. And And I think to myself, I think I'm probably annoying the library by saying I'm going to try to donate 500 pounds of books a year. And then at the the same time, I'm also like going, I just weighed out three bags of books. I I need to get a social life, you know, (laughs) because that's that's the thing. Like, I'm you know, like I have a spreadsheet with I think I'm at like three hundred and eighty pounds of books so far this year. And I'm like. And and somebody's like, oh, you know, the Friends of the Library sale has just happened. And I'm like, totally new about that, totally not yep. going, because every pound of books I buy, then it cancels out a pound, you know, because I'm like, yeah. I'd just rather give you the money and not add the books, because yeah. it's just, like, the, the Friends of the Library sale is just the most absurd thing for book nerds.
0: Like It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I Literally. mean, it is uh,
1: just—it's like Caligula. You're just, yeah. just no stopping the amount of indulgence you can have. Just it's—and especially the one day where you just buy random bags of books. It's a—you yep. know—it's like oh my $6 god, dollar bag. Sale. yeah, right. definitely. yeah, yeah. It's just I. Oh hey buddy, my dog's here. Um, All right. So uh, I I always See, so
0: then you contribute to it too because yeah. those
1: sales generate
0: money for the friends who then give that money right back to us and that pays for all of our programming so So we don't use yes absolutely (laughs) thank you and thank everybody else who spends even a dollar there right yeah um, that pays for our programming
1: yeah it's something because it's you know like if you're a book person I you know I have a nine-year-old niece I don't have any kids or anything and so I have a nine-year-old niece and I just get to think back about making her into a book person mm-hmm. and so you know i'm 47 and i have the english degree and all that sort of stuff and people always say you know okay what's your favorite or not always but when we when you are around other book nerds they they start talking about you know okay what's your favorite book and it's funny because my favorite book of all time is harriet the spy oh sure yeah and it's right. and the, like the the at the time the ideas in harriet the spy about writing things down was <laughs> was very informative to me and yeah. and so like i i started a journal on the last day of 6th grade and uh, and i've written in it for 30 minutes a day every day since then wow wow and it's you know and i i took 2 years off for in two one year increments off because of things that happened in my life. But in general, it's every day for 30 minutes and there's, and that's a unique sort of experience, but all through my life, I've had writing teachers talk about the importance of journaling. Yeah. And I think, you know, and it's, it's for me, I can trace that directly back to Harriet the spy, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, because it's, It's, it really was a big deal that Harriet wrote down her observations of the world. Yeah. You know, and then as I grew up, it was okay. This is, it was about how journaling could help me sort of order my experience in a way that I could understand. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and try and make some sense of it. Right. And also to, you know, as a commentary on things that are going on around you.
1: Yeah. And and they're they're all sort of completely private. I don't think, mm -hmm. you know, I think somebody's only ever looked through the notebook or one of the notebooks one time and it was in college and she was a girl and I'm sure I was just trying to sleep with her. And uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there's the the impact of libraries and bookstores and all of that has been massive on my life. I, you know, I was. I I always come back to the, this quote that of all people, David Lee Roth said from Van Halen Uh and and they're like, well, you know, David, how, how many books did you buy? He's like, I don't know how many books I bought. I buy books by the foot, you know? And it's like, (laughs) yeah, okay. That's, that's it. You know, you want to be, you want to be the guy with, you know, a house full of books just stacked to the floor, you know, because those are the great, you know, that's the great idea. Those are the great ideas of our time, or they're just the great ideas of the moment, or they're just fun stories. And, and it's the more of that we can have the better. And it's, you know, I, I, I have, I think I have a collector's instinct because I have a ridiculous music collection that people Mm -hmm. don't really understand. Like I have more CDs than Mike Capista has in his, uh, (laughs) store. (laughs) <laughs> and I and I I know yep. I have more than Best Buy has in their store. It's, right. It's yeah. Like it's a special part of my insurance policy, mm-hmm. um, and it's that thing where you just go, yeah, I could get rid of these because everything is on streaming or whatever. But then I look at my collection and I'm like, yeah, no, everything isn't on streaming. You know, no, like the, no, no. The, and not everything. Like I have a Kindle which I love because I travel. But not everything's on Amazon.
0: No, of course not. And so
1: it's like, yeah, there's still, you know, there's still dudes out there making chapbooks of poetry.
0: Oh, sure, for sure, for sure. There are records that I have that have never been put on cassette, CD, or online, you know, like stuff that you can't stream anywhere. There are, yeah, books that have gone out of print or, you know, it's... um, You just you never know when you might want to pull it off the shelf. Or it's just it's hanging on to something because you think it has value and you don't want it to be lost. Um want it to be discarded, recycled, anything like that. Right. Um, because you have some connection to it. Or, you know, I have piles of books that I still haven't read yet, but I won't give them up because Maybe I will, or I, you know, just haven't yet. So, yeah, um, I still,
1: I still have all the anthologies that I bought for college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, and, and it's like, I don't know that English majors have to carry around anthologies anymore, you know, but yeah, the, probably 12 pound book in your backpack, no, you know? So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and that's, um, I mean, part of the reason, why I love li- working in the library is just walking around and there's just it, – it it amazes me. Even all of the new fiction that we have coming in all of the time, it's just – it's people that I've never heard of. I may never – probably won't read all of their – any right. of their books. But they're writing. They're getting published. They are doing it. They are contributing to the world of literature and good for them. Right. Uh, it may, one book may not be my thing, but um, it may be exactly in somebody else's wheelhouse. So, um, yeah, it's all, everybody has different interests. And as I try and get older and look at kids these days and what they're reading and listening to and all of that, I, constantly have to remind myself partly because i I do some volunteering at the uwsp radio station um wwsp and so yeah it's not my thing but you like it so good for you i hope you enjoy it that's cool you know i have my thing you have yours and maybe some of our things might cross um but it's um yeah I've, i've tried to Um, Not be so judgmental now that I'm in my forties of what other people like.
1: Yeah, Uh,
0: yeah. I always working at the library too because we, you know, when people come in for information or a book, there is no judgment. Like, you need something on some um, medical issue. Fine, we'll do whatever we can to help you find that. Or if you're looking for a manga title or whatever, just anything that you're
1: looking for we help you find that. And there's
0: no, no judgment from us. Yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah, uh, I mean that is, it is just sort of, I mean, and then there, yeah, there's all of the other things, you know, about broadband and employment and social services mm-hmm. that people connect with through the library. It just, yeah, it's a massive important part of any community where they can support a library. So
0: yeah. Yeah. And it's changing. I mean, our library and all, you know, many, many, many others across the country are trying to adapt. And there's the cliche about getting rid of books. Um, but there there's a lot of truth to that as far as what is available online. And, um, you know, whether it's through programming or spaces or, you know, something else, libraries, um are adapting they have to adapt and they are doing that to maintain their relevance in their communities and um and continue to be an important part of their communities you know what people are looking for and where to find that you know some of the logistics might change but the principle behind it um stays the same you know libraries are, are hubs of our communities and we're we're proud to be that and right. why, do what we can to try and, you know, keep, keep up that, um, that reputation, I guess, or, or that, um, you know, how people see us, we, we want to be relevant. So, (laughs) um, yeah, so we try and do that. So
1: cool. All right. So let's wrap this up. Tell us again, the
0: dates. All right, so September 23rd, and then continuing, take a couple of days off, September 26th through the 29th, all around the Wausau area.
1: All right, cool, man. So thanks for doing this.
0: Oh, man, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Did you see the size of that chicken?